0: Well, welcome back to the Wes Anderson edition of
1: <laughs> this week. Happy Wednesday! <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm currently making a pour over coffee.
0: You literally really look, leaning
1: into the character.
0: Yeah, you really look like—is it Steve Zissou or something? Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's the vibe that you've got. It's mostly on. the red
1: hat, but yeah, yeah. No, it's
0: it's the shirt and the and the jacket as well. To be fair.
1: Yeah, I I did up the I haven't done up a full collar in a while. This is like a callback to Sunday Show. I wanted to see if I still have a fat neck. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, I have just referenced a movie I have, of course, never seen. Um, <laughs> it's so good.
1: It's so good. People Honestly, hate
0: it. People I've hate it. I tried to watch Wes Anderson, and it's one of those things where. I seem like the kind of person that would really go for Wes Anderson.
1: Nope.
0: Do you not think so? Nope.
1: nope. Okay,
0: because some people have said this. That That's because they, they don't it.
1: know you that well.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> I can't. I'm. It's so pretentious.
1: It's pretentious and it's twee, which I don't it's think so you twee. will have a lot of time for. No,
0: I don't have time yeah. for it. And it's yeah. it's just it's. There's a few directors now where I I. Look at their movies, and I just go. Only a cisgendered straight white man could make this.
1: Well, you know no, I mean? there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, cisgendered uh, straight white ladies that are into it as well. No, you know, I know. Don't but don't you tell know you what I don't mean? sell your sisters short.
0: There's a there's there's a there's a severe lack of oppression, is what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, and it's all about um, the, the personal turmoil of rich people.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's just, it's so, so pretentious. And twee is, is a good word for it as well. And I just can't do it. Can't stomach it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, Even... I love it, but I'm cis, white and pretentious. So I got it all. You got uh, it
0: all, yeah. I can I see you liking yeah. it.
1: <laughs> it. I love it. I think, I mean, I can't watch them all the time. But every now and then, oh, exactly what I needed. No. <laughs>
0: um, I. No, I was going to say something, and I'm not going to say it. Um...
1: <laughs> oh, it's not fair! That's against the rules. <laughs>
0: No, it's 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 not so much that it's challenging in any way. It's just not as interesting as I thought it might be. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, oh, that's fully that's fully uh, that's permissible then. That's all yeah. right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Christopher Nolan is another one that I just I enjoy his Batman. Yep. but I, there's just quite a few of his other movies that I just can't get on board with.
1: Yeah, he's um, one where even I don't dig yeah. it. I'm just like, listen. Technically, you're very proficient, but I don't care. Yeah, like, I don't. I just don't care. Like, um, Inception is boring. It's so um,
0: dull. It's so dull, and people go on about it as if it's so revolutionary and and intellectually stim and i'm like no it's really really boring
1: yeah no the one if you want to watch something like that watch synecdoche new york it is harrowing and fucking weird and i still don't understand it and it's one of my favorite movies (laughs) and it is it's um uh one of philip seymour hoffman's last movies right and he stars in it and it's just uh like i don't know i don't know what it's about <laughs> <laughs> It's just remarkable and I left feeling fucking stupid and <laughs> it's it's amazing it's yeah I, I that movie is is what inception thinks it is
0: Cool yeah Inception I just think is one of the most overrated movies
1: Yeah I liked it when I first watched it I was like okay cool like that was an interesting thing and then I tried to watch it again recently, and I got 10 minutes in, and I was like, I just don't care about any of this. No. I... It's
0: so, so uninteresting.
1: But I also, um, uh, and I've talked about this before, I don't really rate uh, What's-His-Face, the guy that played uh, Bane and played the Cray Brothers and... Um, Tom... Venom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, I don't really rate him, so he's, and he's like... I think that might have been his breakout role. I think that might have been the one where people went, "Whoa, who's this guy?" Yeah, and I was like, "Maybe." I don't maybe. care.
0: Yeah, I I do like him in some. He's he can be a bit hit or miss. And to be honest, I kind of appreciate when somebody's a bit hit or miss because it means they're trying different things. Yeah. Um, uh And I always find that quite admirable. If you're if you're very good at something and you just <laughs> do that. Like fair enough you know what you're good at and you enjoy being good at things but I find it a lot more admirable when people kind of go out of their comfort zone and flop sometimes I think you have to fail to get anywhere Yeah um,
1: so Have you seen I kind
0: of Yeah
1: Have you seen Phantom Thread? No uh, Paul Thomas Anderson I think I think he made it um with um oh shit what's his name My Left Foot um in the name of the father uh there will be blood
0: daniel day lewis
1: oh sorry yeah i didn't hear you the first time yeah daniel day lewis um yeah he's in i think it was it's one of the last movies that he's made or more recent movies that he's made and i haven't watched it yet but that that feels like one where it's he's doing something else it's about fashion
0: oh yeah 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 i think i remember seeing this being advertised I think, yeah, I remember seeing this and thinking that it looked interesting.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I'll yeah watch I, might, it soon. I might
0: put that onto my list soon actually if I can get yeah. it. Um, you
1: know what I keep wanting to do though is just re-watching The Devil Wears Prada?
0: <laughs> totally fair, cracking movie.
1: It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's
0: so good. It's so good. It's excellent.
1: Meryl Streep's incredible in it. Um yep. Stanley Tucci. Oh. Stanley
0: Tucci. Oh, oh, how can you not love so him in that good. movie?
1: He's, he's so, so good in it.
0: Emily Blunt is so good in that movie. I Emily think she's Blunt's so I think she's so underrated in that movie. I think she's really excellent in it.
1: Yeah, um, she did a she did a really good job of the like very committed but also like desperate and afraid.
0: Desperate.
1: And, desperate yeah.
0: character. <laughs> um and yeah one of th- i think one of those characters that you can easily sort of disregard as being mm. a bit flimsy in the story and it's like no that character is actually so so important in the story yeah yeah 100 um, and yeah i just think it's it is such a good movie yeah
1: and ultimately right like one of the ultimate rewatchable movies because i have yeah. movies that i love that i'll watch twice or once yeah. Yeah. And you can't like like that connected New York that I mentioned. I can't watch that often. No. It's too it's too much. Yeah. But like Devil Wars Prada is like great and I can just anytime you put it on, I'm happy it's on. I'm very yeah. happy very happy it's on.
0: Yeah, there are Wonderful. some movies that you can really really revisit a lot. Um I really I really love uh Brett Goldstein's podcast where he talks about movies and he he kind of has he has a really great way of talking about movies like the the questions it's the same format questions every time um but yeah he kind of says what is your favorite movie and what is the movie you rewatch the most they're two separate categories they are two separate things and and he also has another category that is uh, what do you think is objectively the best movie of all time yeah objectively um so it's not again it's not your favorite movie and it's not the one that you watch all the time it is what do you think is the greatest movie
1: um that's such a big distinction that people don't make yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to write a have jo- been trying to write a joke about it for about a year now about the difference between your favorite and the best it's not yeah. the same
0: it's not the it's same it's not thing. the same no my favorite movie like... is
1: tombstone it's not the best movie i've ever seen
0: i really love a lot of things that i can objectively say are terrible <laughs> But I love them. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the movie, I think one. the movie I re- have rewatched the most in my life is About Time. Is what, sorry? Uh, About Time.
1: I, I've never even heard of that. What is that?
0: It's a Riddish, Richard Curtis movie. Um, and it's Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams. And he's able to travel back in time. Um, Ooh. It is
1: <laughs>
0: such I I challenge you to watch it because I actually think
1: you would I think you would
0: actually really like it. I think you would like it.
1: <laughs> it's
0: such a lovely movie. It's so so nice. My objectively greatest movie of all time, Legally Blonde.
1: <laughs> okay. Um I would I'll put that in that I would put that in rewatchable, of course. Of course, fantastic to say it's objectively the best movie of all time is the take of someone who's never seen any films uh which of course is in keeping with your character so fair (laughs) enough
0: i think it is such a good movie
1: it is i think you can
0: i think you can pick it apart and it holds up in in almost every way it is i think it's flawless
1: I mean, I don't disagree with any of those things, but to say it's objectively the best movie of all time is an insane thing to say. Uh, it's <laughs> absolutely wild. It's like um, it's like people who say that like Taylor Swift is the best artist of her generation, and it's like, no, she's unbelievably talented. She makes very cool stuff, but shut up.
0: Uh... <laughs> um, speaking of wanting to tell people to shut up, you lived in a
1: monastery? <laughs> yeah, I lived in a Buddhist monastery.
0: Let's get stuck the fucking. in.
1: So um, I was 22 and um, a friend of mine was, I was 22, I was sort of a loose, a loose end, I'd just broken up with a long-term girlfriend. I'd sort of already achieved in bartending more than I thought I could achieve in anything. And, uh, and I was just, but I was like kind of bored of it. I'd learned, I'd learned so much about it that I I remember getting to the point where I was like, no one needs to know this. Like I was learning about specific strains of the agave plant and stuff. And I was like, we've gone too deep. We've gone too deep. We don't need to know this.
0: Let's reel it in.
1: Yeah. It was, you know, when I don't, I love, I love knowing a lot about things, but I don't like being a wonk is kind of fucking annoying. And so, (laughs) (laughs)
0: if john was here right now (laughs) (laughs) he would just be telling you that you are a wonk
1: (laughs) but i'm but i'm i just i know i know a fair amount about a lot of things but i i I can always sit with someone who really knows about it and i know just enough to ask a good question that's my level of that's how much i want to know about things is just enough to ask an expert an interesting question and that's then i'm happy then I can sort of put it away. Let's go. We're inside now. It's less formal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so yeah, taking
0: you off the screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have the power. You have the power. I do Um, have
0: the power, but I don't want to be on the screen by myself. (laughs) mm, 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 mm.
1: I will do my best not to abuse that. Uh, but, um, Um, yeah, so I was, uh, I was kind of at a loose end. I was in my hometown and, uh, bartending at this little restaurant, partying like a lot. And I was going to go to university and, um, I was waiting for that to come through. And my friend had been working, my friend, Teresa, who I've known since I was like 14 and is in the top three of like the smartest people I know, which is saying something. I'm very lucky. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, she is currently a human rights lawyer for the Canadian government. Uh, she does fantastic work to help people and always has. And at the time, she was uh, doing regular work for a refugee camp for Burmese people in Thailand. And so she, while she was working at this camp, a monk from a nearby monastery who took taken in a bunch of children refugees said, do you know anyone that might want to come and help us with the same kind of work that you're doing? And she immediately thought of me. And so she sent me a message and just said, Hey, is this something that'd be interesting that you'd be interested in? And it was exactly the kind of work that I thought I would do for the rest of my life at the time. It was, you know, I was, you know, I was volunteering for like amnesty international and I was studying political science and all this stuff. And, um, and so I said, fuck yeah. And so I went out there, I brought my not girlfriend We actually, we were kind of dating and then we broke up. We agreed. I was like, do you want to come? She's her name's Christina. She's awesome. Um, and she was a waitress at the restaurant that I was working at. And then we, we broke up, she broke up with me and we were like, which was fucking devastating. I was insane for her. Um, it was, um yeah, she was one of those, like, have you ever met someone where you're just like, God, I hope you choose me. Holy shit. You're awesome. No. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she was 100% that I was crazy for her. And she was kind of like, eh, about me, which hurt. Oh. Um, we're still really good friends. Like, we get along insanely well. But there was just something about where I was at that she's like, I don't want to date this guy. I was like, fuck. So, we, um, so she broke up with me. And then we talked about it. We still got along really well. And I was like, listen, you bought your ticket. I think we can do this anyways. Like, I think I can be cool. Um, and so do you want to just come anyway? And she was like, yeah, fuck it. So we went out and we spent like two and a half, three months or something, living in this Buddhist monastery that was also a refugee camp for Burmese kids. Um, We had to pretend we were married, uh, so it didn't feel good to lie to Buddhist monks. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Oh, dear.
1: But but other other than that, we were pretty truthful. Um, And it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was the kids were... the sweetest kids i've ever met they brought us out to teach them english and like a little bit of computer skills because the whole thing was the burmese army i don't know if you know much about myanmar or burma whatever you want to call it um was a british territory run by a military hunter now on sang su chi you might have heard of her she won the nobel peace prize and then committed a genocide um she uh It's a fucking crazy place, Uh, but there's like five ethnic clans, uh, the Kachin, the Shan, the Chin, and two others that I can't remember right now, um, where the government just goes, we're just going to fucking kill these people. And so what they did was they went into the woods, killed all the adults, sent the kids out into the woods. Oh my God. And basically said, good luck. And these monks picked up these kids as they crossed the border. And we're like, well, we can give them a home and we can give them an education, but like past that, you know, I remember asking the head monk, I was like, So all these kids, they're all dressed like apprentice monks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so all these kids are gonna be monks. And the head monk, he was great because he didn't speak much English, but we found a way. I was learning Thai and we found a way to sort of like get it across. Mm-hmm. And um and and he was like, Nah, they're not, no, they're not gonna be monks. Two of these kids will be monks. <laughs> it's, the rest of them, it's just like you know, they can't afford, the the state won't take them. They can't afford the uniforms to go to schools. They can't afford the books. So we take them in because everything is just provided. And then they do work. It was also an organic farm. So they taught the kids how to farm. Okay. And um, so they take them in. Then we try to give them as many skills as possible so that when they get out, they can, like, start a life. They don't have to join a gang. They don't have to do whatever. Um, right. And so it was an amazing experience. It
0: sounds like a really incredible experience.
1: It was, it was, it was like, I remember like I've left a lot of places like leaving is something I'm very good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, I was weeping when I left this place. Like it was so hard to leave. It was the first time that like, I fully understood adoption Okay. where it was like, I, I could love any of these kids forever. Like, I just want to take care of them. They're the best. Even the work, even like the, the like badass kids, you know, cause like it was still school and there's yeah. always like the mischief kids were the best behaved kids. Their mischief was so silly and low-key that like the bad boys were would have been the best kids at my school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah, it was just wonderful. At night they would teach Christina and I Thai. They would give us lessons in like pronunciation and the tones and things like that and etiquette. And one of them taught me kung fu. <laughs> he was giving me kung fu lessons every night, which was great. Oh he offered God, them to Christina, but that she didn't want to take them. And...
0: That is just that's that just sounds like one of those experiences you only see in a movie or read in yeah. a book or something. Yeah. That's I cannot believe you've never brought that up before.
1: I must have. I mean, we'll ask I mean, we'll ask the tragis mentioned in the Discord if I have, because I, I I feel like I must have. It must have come up at some point. But
0: I feel like I'd have remembered it though, but yeah. we have said a lot of shit on this. We've
1: show. said a lot of shit, and it might have been on one like with just John or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm just gonna take my jacket off because it's hot in here. Um, uh, yeah, no. So I was, um, so I was there for a while and taking all these, you know, teaching and learning how to teach, which was really fun. Like it was cool mm-hmm. to. Find like different ways to communicate because the kids didn't speak English. Like they they spoke kind of what we taught them. Yeah. And one thing that was kind of worrying was there was like, there was a day where all these different schools got together and they had like a big event, mm-hmm. and they wanted Christina and I to teach um, modules with it. And so we would get rotating groups. We got about fifteen minutes with each group, and teach as much as you can through games and things like that. And then there was, you know, there was competitions and it was almost like a camp day with like some lessons involved as well. And I remember teachers from other schools coming up to us and being like, you guys are really good at this. You're really like, you're doing a great job. You found things that like will stick and keep it simple. And I was like, I've never been trained in this and I've never done this before. And so if I'm good at it, teachers are bad at it. Yeah. That's, that was like really disheartening. But um. But the, yeah, the, the, the experience was incredible. Like we'd wake up at 5am every day. uh, The kids would, there'd be like a big sort of group meditation thing. They taught me how to meditate, which, you know, is still really important to me to this day. Um, uh, You'd eat a big breakfast. uh, And then the kids would work on the farm for a bit. And I would exercise while they were doing that. And then um, I would practice Kung Fu and practice the moves that I was taught. (laughs) And... um, Uh, then we would go to school. We teach the kids for a day. We'd uh, have a big lunch and then you wouldn't eat. Um, I don't know if this is across all Buddhism, but it was the kind that they were doing at this monastery where after 2 PM, no one eats. Right. (laughs) Because food is for energy and night is for sleeping. They don't party. They don't drink. They don't have sex. they, They, there's nowhere to go. It was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, it was, we were just surrounded by fields forever. And I remember I had to, like, fight off a pack of wild dogs. There was, I was walking to school one day, and there was this pack of dogs that would sort of, like, they keep their distance for the first few days, and they were kind of eyeing me, and I was like, ah, this is going to be a problem. And then one day they decided, one day they decided, right, get them. And I remember one of the dogs, I guess, like, The boldest dog came up to try to attack me, and I had a a hardcover book in my hand. And I took a swing at it, but at the last second, I don't know if it was like the Buddhism I'd been surrounded by, but I was like, don't hit this dog. So I stopped at the last second right before his nose, and then it was in the air coming at me. And I just stopped right there, and he fell to the ground, and they all just walked away. It was like a test.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, because I didn't run. I didn't, like... There was no I didn't show any fear. I was just like, fine, we're fighting. And then and but after like just that one swing, and it's not like I missed. I chose to stop. And then they all just sort of stopped barking and they all walked away and they didn't bother me again for the rest of the time I was there.
0: That's wild. Yeah. That's really, really something out of some sort of mythical folklore.
1: Hmm yeah it was really strange i need like a dog psychologist or some sort of mystic to interpret that but it was but um, but,
0: i mean it's one of those things where in in the mythology it's not a dog
1: yeah right (laughs) the spirit it's the
0: spirit of something sent to test you and oh wow yeah that's a real like um it's one of the one of the key stages of the hero's journey or something Do mm. you know about the hero's journey yeah of course the story narrative thing yeah. yeah 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 that's one of those moments
1: yeah yeah it was um it stood out <laughs> and um yeah. i remember on that same walk there would be um I don't know if you call them like water buffalo, but you know those Asian buffalo with like mm. the big, like wide horns,
0: big horns that come up yeah. and then sort
1: of curl around this way. They mm. would just be grazing on the side of the dirt path that I'd walk to to get from the where we lived to the school and things like that. Um, That's
0: so idyllic, and God, it, it really. The past couple of years have been so intense and strange, and and we all sort of got driven inside where we've all gone slowly mad and just staring at screens all the time. And you're just hearing all this bad news on, on every platform that you get all the time. And then um, even just the fact that I've been out working the past couple of weeks, but a lot of what we've been doing has been outside. We've been up on an airfield and just getting battered and beaten up by the wind for four days. And it's one, it's one of those things, it's been physically quite draining and exhausting, but just touching grass, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, you, you sort of reconnect with the world in a different way. And then you get back into the car and you switch on the radio and you hear about the fact that some poor young black boy knocked on some racist's door and got yeah. his face shot. And you yeah. just you just want to turn all the noise off again yeah. and just go sit in a field and look at some water buffalo. That's all you want to do right now.
1: I it's, just um, yeah
0: I just love I've I've fully sort of trained my algorithm on Instagram to just show me videos of animals because mm-hmm. it's it's all I want to interact with anymore is just yeah. animals and the sea. And I don't care if it's pissing rain and windy. I I will say I've I've been quite tired of getting hit with the wind all week, and it's Mm. it's difficult. But it also just feels more like you're alive. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That was uh,
0: just better. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're just you're not thinking about how you're so anxious and stressed about that one little thing that you said to somebody once that you think sounded stupid because you're getting beaten up by the wind
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <You> know?
0: <laughs> oh my god you lived in a monastery why did you leave
1: <laughs> um i had to start university i uh, mcgill i had to go to mcgill so yeah. i moved to montreal and that's where i started doing stand-up i started doing stand-up i guess like six months after that wow yeah
0: i'm really having a moment with this story
1: talk me through it that's very nice
0: <laughs> I mean I, I've just talked you through it it's just all of those thoughts I've just <laughs> I've just sort of emotionally vomited all over you um <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore I'm really like gone to a place after this um
1: <laughs> well let me let me let me let me ground you for a second so was, I remember on the, the the first day of the school so in um in Thailand, um, I don't, again, I just want to say for the moment, cause I don't know the country that well. I know that place very well. And so let's say in that, in the part of culture that they were doing up there, it was very far North. Um, and it was about like, if you look at a map of Thailand, I was an hour and a half North of Chiang Mai, which is sort of the northernmost major city. And um, uh, so we get there and on the first day we sort of get acclimatized. We meet the head monk, we meet some of the kids. And then the next day we go into the school and we, we sort of start teaching and they divide us up into classes and things. And I remember they lined up all the teachers for us to be introduced to them before the first day of school. And everybody there has a name and a nickname. And the name is very long and very difficult to remember because it's in a different language that has different sounds. And right. there's no, I don't have any anchor points for any of the names on this, you know. And so, but then they have a nickname, which is always very short. And so that's what everyone called each other. It wasn't just for us, which felt good. There's that worry that it's like, we'll do this for the white people. But it's like, it's what everyone called each other. And they will go through and it was like, his nickname means like smart. His nickname means fast, whatever. And then they got to this one. They was like, this is Ajahn Uan," And I was like, what does Uan mean? And they went, fat.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Oh, <laughs> And the monk just went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm fat teacher. Ajan means teacher and Awan means fat. He's fat teacher. That's his name.
0: <laughs> did you get a name?
1: I did, but I can't remember it.
0: You can't it's, remember I, it.
1: I can't remember. I have it written down somewhere. Oh, no, that you need I to find that. I can't because, well, they never called me it really. Like they gave me okay. one, but they called me Chris. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't like it was stuck in my head. It was just like a nice sort of commemorative you're part of us thing.
0: Sure.
1: Um yeah, it was it was it was funny like when I left because I was in my early mid-20s. I was used to partying all the time and I was like doing like well with women at the time. And this was a time where I spent months with a woman that I was in love with that just wasn't like we sort of like, we made out one night and that was kind of it. Like we didn't know, like nothing happened and we hung out a lot. We got along really well. Like Uh which was great. We also like fought a lot, but in that way that you're spending too much time with someone. Sure. But you still like care about them. And Uh so we're still like, it's nice. Like she's very important to me. And I know that I'm very important to her, which is like a nice thing to have left with. Yeah. But we went to, um, uh, we finished our stint and we wanted to have a couple days just to like party. We were just, we just had all this pent up energy. And so um, my friend Teresa and her now husband, Dave, they finished at the same time. And so we all got together and we went down to an Island and we went to not like the full moon side of the party, but like a little more still like heavy, but a, a little more relaxed. And then when we left there, like we just got fucking drunk for like three days and then <laughs> <laughs> Straight <laughs> back
0: to reality. Wanna, <laughs> not, we just not we had, in a monastery anymore. <laughs> we had
1: so much energy to get rid of, <laughs> sure. so so we did. And then I went uh, to they had other things to do, and I found this tiny little on the same island, this little place that was like tucked away, hour and a half drive. Like on the drive, I was positive I was going to die. That's how like unmade these roads were,
0: right? And
1: we were just in the back of a pickup truck. This was like the taxi. This was like the shuttle bus that took us there it was this guy drove like a fucking maniac around <laughs> corners that were just over cliffs, one lane roads, two way traffic. And we got there and you, everyone just had these little huts and it was just on the ocean. And it's one of the most peaceful places I've ever been in my life. And I remember talking to, I had, the, they gave me this jacket, which I still have actually, I can show it to you. It's in my, it's in, um, it's in my closet here. Um, where? Oh shit! I don't know. It's somewhere. I don't know where I put it, but um, it's like this blue. It a...
0: and stick a picture into the Discord.
1: Yeah, I wonder where it was. Right there. I don't know. I'll put it somewhere. Uh, but um, but yeah. So it's like this blue jacket with a big logo of the school on the back. So it's a bunch of Thai oh. writing and like Buddhist imagery and stuff. And um, I remember one of the when I when I got off the truck and they were checking us in, the driver of the trucks like. Where'd you get that jacket? And I was like, Oh, I was teaching at this school um, up North near Chiang Mai. He went, you know, okay. And like, I, I sort of, I answered a little bit in Thai and a little bit in English and just like, okay. All right. And then um, like, I was there for about a week and after the second day, the staff were just like, Hey B- Buddha boy, come here. That's what they called me. <laughs> and, um, and, I got, I got to talking to them and we got along really well. So they started taking me into the kitchen after they'd shut everything and I would eat with them.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so they would cook like the real food. And I remember like, we were just like just a big pot of stuff and you grab some stuff and you dip it in the pot and they all spoke Thai and I spoke a little bit and they spoke a little bit of English. And so we were just piecing stories together and laughing and then, they were like, "We're gonna get high. You want to smoke weed?" I was like, "Isn't that dangerous?" They're like, "Nah, you're good." <laughs> and so, so we they, they gave me all their weed, and we were just getting high, and then we went played soccer on the beach. And then I remember, like, as I left, the staff members all came out, and they like, they were like, "Good luck, man!" Like it was really good to me, like Buddha boy, like you're gonna be okay. I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> I sort of came here like a little heartbroken, and uh, then was like face to face with a woman who broke my heart uh, every day. And so this is very nice. And thank you. It was just, I left feeling, I left that whole trip feeling more myself than I think I've ever felt before or since.
0: Mm. Wow. (laughs) Oh my days.
1: It's, it's the kind of, it's the kind of Thailand trip people want to have in terms of grounding and real and then they end up at full moon parties and it's a very different <laughs>
0: thing. Sure. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was incredible.
0: That's I cannot believe we've never spoken about that before. Mm. Um not to my memory anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I've I yeah, I never really had one of those experiences. I think because during those years where m- most people do that sort of thing I was just sick that was my thing I was just going through surgery and and being totally brain fucked by medication so um, I had a very different experience of those kind of early 20s years where you're meant Mm -hmm. to go and and not you're meant to, but, like, a lot of people do go and do something like that. But I feel I feel like I will go and do something like that at some point. Um, I'll just be a bit older doing it. Um, yeah,
1: and it's out there. They need people, so.
0: Something something I would love to do is, uh, you know, you see it's in the Maldives or something, and you go out and you, you help the turtles. That's what I'd love to do. Yeah. I want to go help the turtles.
1: <laughs> turtles are very helpable.
0: They're so cute good yeah. <laughs> um yeah i would i would quite like to help the turtles. yeah uh, it's a very expensive thing to go and do though
1: yeah i would uh, uh, pick something i mean i think helping people was really good for me
0: yeah because no, i think i think i probably would be
1: better off going to help people yeah it sort of opened me up to a bunch of things it cemented my sort of anti-racist thoughts as well which was really nice yeah. When I was sort of like, oh, these are just, these are just like us. These these are just people. And this was like a broad array of cultures that were <laughs> coming in. And I was like, oh, I know these fucking people. And so the idea of race just sort of withered. Yeah. While I was in there, because I was like intellectually anti-racist at the time, but I still basically only knew white people. Yeah. And so to actually spend time in like a different culture and the only other white person was the girl I brought with me. And like, there were so few white people that even came to this village that I remember we were walking down the street talking one day and a bus went by and everyone on the bus came over to the side that we were on to look at us.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah. It's like when a plane flies over the grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was so it was like very like a culture shock, but also just, no, these are just folks, you know, they just want to have a yeah. nice time. And sometimes they're annoyed and, uh, So that was like a really grounding thing, but also just to see, you know, easily some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life and have faced things that are worse than most of the people I've ever known. Yeah. And it's still like wonderful. And I remember talking to my uncle about that because he spent a lot of time out there and he was like, honestly, the people you meet out there and it's like, they know something we don't because why are they smiling with real joy? What is that? There's some. There's something that they know that we don't know, and I don't want to put that down to like Asian mysticism or any of that. But it's there. I think there is something to the fact that Western culture is new comparatively. Mm-hmm. We're a few hundred years old. Yeah. You know, and we're kids. I think.
0: I think it is that thing of of just being slightly more. Uh, having a a, sorry i'm tripping over my words a bit here um having a a slightly more natural existence perhaps i mean as as i'm saying that we we've sort of been driven inside in our society our our work is indoors our uh so so, so,
1: so it's a lot of theirs like there we sort of exported that whole thing like You know, I'm not talking about farmers, even when I was in the cities, like when I was in Chiang Mai, when I was in Bangkok, there was just a uh, like a joy that I was able to find. Like there was a I remember when I was when I was in Chiang Mai
0: exposure to vitamin D and the sun.
1: But that's that's that same outside thing where there's still, you know, tons of them have office jobs or they work in factories. When
0: they go outside at the end of the day, the sun is there.
1: I mean, maybe, it's yeah not cold, but, you know. that's what I mean, <laughs> but you could say that about Florida, and those people are fucking nuts so there yeah i I really I think, and this is absolutely a theory that I probably need to be disabused of, but there's something about like Asian cultures because they've been maintained for a lot longer thousands of years as opposed to a few hundred
0: ancient yeah
1: and so in terms of in terms of a culture maturity and in, in terms of the idea of what it is to be a person in terms of what it means to have a good life mm. um you even see this in the difference between like italians and north americans Sure. where there's more of a like that's a someone was talking to me recently about the um live to work work to live mm. dynamics and there's a uh, um They're more, I see them as culturally being like in their like late Mm thirties, where as a culture, they've sort of gone through all the teenage stuff that North America is going through right now that England refuses to grow out of. um, And which is like a a childish, selfish, convenience-based, outward symbols of success, as opposed to just inward (laughs) self-knowledge That you gain when you're older um and as a as a culture that seems to permeate more and it It would make sense that they would that a culture would sort of move in a similar line to personal development because it's all about human growth right and so i feel like they as groups have maybe like moved through a lot of that i mean they're still guilty of it in some ways you look at you know everywhere has despots japan's in a fucking weird place uh but um but culturally, it, it seems like they have a better idea of what it means to be human.
0: Sure. Than, they have inherited these ancient ideologies, I guess, that um, are maybe well, a yeah, bit they, more figured out than what we have going on. Well, yeah, and they,
1: they've lived with them and it's become sort of ingrained in their culture more yeah. than ours. Yeah, have, that's we interesting. Because it's not like we haven't had the thinkers. I mean, America had Walt Whitman It's and Ralph Waldo Emerson. It's all in there. Everything you need to know is in those two guys, you know, except probably some important feminist literature, but it's like to be human, like in a general sense, it's all in those two guys. You can get it. But North America just went, nah. (laughs) And you're really, you're, you're really in a spot right now.
0: I'm really like, yeah. I'll admit I'm a little bit hungover, and maybe it's it's a weird mixture to be having a conversation like this yeah. while I'm slightly hungover. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sort of really struggling to digest this conversation.
1: It's for anyone for anyone listening. She's just doing cat pause <laughs> right now. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I oh, know. I'm trying to fundamentally figure out where this show lands in terms of my n- now uh, expanded view of the world <laughs> <laughs> and and my own kind of meaning of existence. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! <laughs> and I'm too hungover for thoughts like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: I don't know whether I'm laughing or crying right now.
1: <laughs> cool. Good. 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 That's oh, nice. Wow. That's that's in terms of the um, uh, people not being surprised, but also being like, what? When I tell them about parts of my life, I get I get that sent me regularly as well, which is nice. (laughs) That's nice. Are you going? I just got to sit for a second. Give me a minute.
0: I just I don't know how to move forward. I've forgotten how to lift my leg up and take the next step right now. (laughs) Okay, like in a
1: in a good way or in a paralyzing way. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Fear is tied to excitement. Uh,
0: <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I had Greek food last night. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How'd you get hung over? What was the? Did it start in Greece?
0: It started in Greece. Um, uh, yeah, I, I went through to Edinburgh to see a friend last night. We went for some really fucking good food, and we went to we went to a bar for drinks first, mm. and then we went to the Greek place for food, and then we went to another bar for a quick drink, and then we went to another bar that was really obnoxiously loud DJ music for something that was essentially a sports bar. And there was not very many people in there. So it was just like really intense music. Um, and so we didn't stay there very long. And then we went to... Uh, we tend to end up in Stromash. this particular group of people. We end up in Stromash, uh, just off the Cowgate. Okay. And um, it's it's a really fun venue, actually. They do a lot of live music and it's a converted church. A church that's now a nightclub. That's um, right.
1: Yes, I know that place. Yeah,
0: you do know that place. It's it's yeah. a it's a nice place to go out. It is good fun. Um, so we ended up there. I promised myself a cutoff point of 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I told my friends this. I said, we're not staying out later than two a.m. So we left at 2 30. Yeah. yeah, pretty good though. <laughs> go. I think pretty that's, good. Pretty good that's pretty good going. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because it was one of those things where initially going through i was just gonna go have dinner with my friend i wasn't even gonna have a drink <laughs> yeah. but then that got discarded very quickly i started to have a few drinks and then i was kind of saying no i'll i'll, I'll get the last i'll still get the train home I, i'm not one thing that was absolute was i was not getting the bus home mm-hmm. so i said i'm either getting the last train or you're giving me a bed for the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was it was coming up to that time where I had to shit or get off the pot and make that decision. And I I just sort of looked at my friend. I was just like, Can I have I got a bed? Yeah. <laughs> and he just said, Yes. And I ordered Ooh. another drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then the plan was to just go to sleep but that didn't happen either (laughs) yeah no i can tell by the smile on your face i had a fun night um (laughs) that's great how's your cervix it's fine (laughs) so good you didn't smash it out
1: it wasn't a it wasn't a smash the cervix type
0: no no it was it was relatively calm actually um which is new. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a bit of fun. And then um, I got up this morning and I got home and I managed to do some laundry before I was meeting a friend for lunch. Nice. And my friend had had a very big argument with her partner. And so it was a very angry lunch, but in a, in a kind of productive way, okay. um, you know, it was, it was, let's, let's do something with these feelings right now. Yeah. And, uh, that was fine, and then I got home and put on a second load of laundry. Uh, so all the all the fucking my flatmates away this weekend, so I've been able to Perfect. just hang everything out. You know, when you just need yeah. a bit more space to get through a bit, like the bed yeah. sheets have been done that kind yeah, of laundry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I did that, and then I sat down and recorded this show, and um, now I'm going to. I really need to go out and buy groceries and food stuff, but I really don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But if I don't do it, I won't have any food for the week, and I'll potentially lose more weight than I have.
1: Yeah, do it then. Definitely do it. Uh, do it. Yeah, buy buy food. Get your food buy in. Food. Get yeah, food. yeah. Buy good snacks. <laughs> buy good high caloric snacks.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. Low
1: sugar, high calorie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, what are you doing with the rest of your Sunday?
1: Um, I'm going to file my taxes. I need uh, to figure
0: out how to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was going to do it. They're doing like a week. Uh, but all of our tax people just went on strike. So I might have some time. Um, and uh, yeah, I meant to do it this week. But then I was just wiped from the doubles because I'm the uh, 39 now and I don't have it in me. And uh, I need to do it, so I'm gonna do my taxes. Um, I just got back. I've been. I, I took care of my dad's taxes, so that's done. So that's good. Um nice. That's that's all fine. That's all settled. But I need to do mine now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wash my sheets. I have a dryer in my house, which makes it so much easier. Nice. Um, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some groceries as well. I'm gonna make yeah. a smoothie. Um, Ooh, gonna, what kind I'm of smoothie? Tri- uh, berries, banana, yogurt, and milk. Just yeah, simple. You know, yeah. Um, tidy up a bit. I got I got to take some trash out, just some house stuff. Yesterday was my nothing day. Today will be yeah. accomplish some things around the house day. Answer yeah. a couple of emails, whatnot. Because I back was to supposed work tomorrow. to.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to take care of, I had one job I needed to get done yesterday, and that was to go and collect my medication from the pharmacy, because I'm going to be working throughout the entirety of their opening hours during the week, and mm-hmm. I forgot to do it, and now I'm really concerned that I can't leave medication there for over a week. Uh, I, th- I should be able to still go and collect it, I think.
1: Yeah. I have we'll left it
0: for that long before. Yeah, I might have to call them.
1: Yeah, I'd say call them for sure. And just see if there's like a a late night takeout no, window
0: there definitely is not <laughs> that doesn't exist uh, she, we're glasgow do
1: um, you have can you designate a friend to pick them up like i used to pick up I medication may ask for people my friend to
0: do it i may yeah. ask a friend to do it um yeah
1: because i think if you give their name as like a person that it's okay you have to call ahead and let them know that's what we had to do anyway. Um,
0: I th- I don't then, think they know me well enough that she could probably just go in and say my name and address and get it.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: They just ask you for your postcode.
1: Yeah, then don't yeah, don't don't go without your medication. Just uh, loop in a friend and buy her a beer.
0: I have enough medication for the week. I just don't oh, know okay. if yeah. I just don't know if it can stay in the pharmacy until next weekend when I'll be able to get back in. Ah, fair enough. What a what a Minor problem <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: It's good to know right.
0: We've blasted through this episode It was very we... um, Contemplative
1: Yeah enjoy your existential crisis After we get off
0: I'm gonna full spiral after yeah.
1: this <laughs> That's no build Spiral up like a yeah, like a tower Like crazy. a spire
0: It's probably gonna so... spiral down I'm not gonna lie ah, shit um, But here we are <laughs> <laughs> i was due one it's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right well thank you to all the listeners all the viewers uh as always don't really know why you guys tune in to this nonsense as much as you do there are some really core people who honestly listen to every word we say and it baffles me um, yeah
1: and numbers are going up as well
0: are they really i don't yeah. know how to look at those you need to teach me that um well welcome to any new listeners then. Um and sure we'll see you next week.
1: <laughs> 100% John will be back. He'll be refreshed. Be he'll be he'll he'll be he'll be D comedy festival. Yeah. And that's a nice place to be. Yeah.
0: He might still be shitting and crying at the same time, but yeah.
1: but that's know, a John thing, you know. That's a John thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say it's a me thing as well. Yeah. Um Okay, <laughs> many enough. many 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 crying while shitting myself events not shitting myself but crying while shitting yeah that's happened
1: that's, a lot that's some classic uts content right there isn't it yes uh, yeah <laughs> it had, i had to
0: i had to balance out the fucking monastery story to be honest
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> i had to at least mention shitting at the end you of wanted this. to hear
1: it you wanted to hear it <laughs>
0: All right, we we also didn't start this episode, but we're we're gonna just end it now. Um, all right,
1: cool. Bye, Dragies, Love you. See you next week. And that's all. Venus into her vagina. And that's all. And that's all. And that's called sexual. So the man passes the sperm